Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin here. I'm so glad you could join us. And I'm going to be talking today about a question that we get asked so much. I I think it would be within the top five most frequently asked questions that we receive. And that is number one, how do I help my child or toddler play more independently by themselves? And number two, how do I help implement a successful quiet time with my toddler or child? We get those questions a lot. And I'm going to share four tips about how to have a successful quiet time. And this has come from trial and error on my part. Terilyn and and Felicia both also do quiet times with their kids when they were littler. Um, And obviously Felicia still has young kids, but I know Terilyn's have grown a little bit more so she doesn't necessarily do it as much um, because they're in school and things like that but um, I will say so just a quick like story about my history with quiet time I knew like as I was going to be transitioning my my oldest child from naps to quiet time I knew that I already wanted to do that so that did help but I will say it's been a little bit of a bumpy road and I feel like I finally I have a few tips that have really made quiet time super, super successful um because I'll be honest so when I first started so my little guy stopped taking naps kind of early <laughs> like stopped taking naps regularly and so when I finally transitioned that like he just really wasn't sleeping when I would put him in his crib during nap time he was around two and a half which might sound crazy to some of you and so that was kind of hard because he was young, but when I first transitioned him, he was actually like totally cool with it because before he had just kind of just been playing in his crib. So then I changed it to like, okay, now you can just be in your room and we'll just play quietly. And he did great with that for a really long time. I think he was actually really excited that it was like, oh, cool. Like I get to play in my room instead of in my crib during this time. Um, and that went well until we started to potty train. And when I started to potty train, I obviously didn't I mean, who really knows what they're doing, but I didn't totally know what I was doing. And so during that time, um, he kind of got wind, like he was able to get the hang of it that like during quiet time, he could say he needed to go to the bathroom and then I would come and help him. But then he started doing that a lot. And then when he kind of realized that it was like, Oh, I can like, I can come and go from quiet time. And then it turned into kind of this thing. So then he wouldn't really like stay in one room. And then I feel like he would just come to me a lot. Like he would be like, Oh, but I need this. I need this. And he was so little <laughs> anyway. So it, already, it honestly started to turn into, it became really hard for me because I felt like he was actually like kind of like coming to me way more during quiet time because I think he just like maybe liked the power of being able to like leave and come back. And I think he probably also realized that like, I really wanted that time to stay the way it was. And anyway, so we kind of went on a phase where then I felt like by me pushing quiet time, it almost turned into like this thing where, I don't know, it turned into kind of like almost a power struggle, which I wasn't liking. So then 
I went through a phase where I kind of stopped doing quiet time because I was like, okay, this is almost too much work for me to even enforce this. I would rather just have him just like be playing around me and I'm just going to get myself, get my stuff done. But, um, but this was all kind of hard to like figure out this good rhythm of like, cause it's, it is hard when you lose that nap time, especially when it's your first and you also have other kids. Um, cause at this time I, when I first started, I had a, a little baby. So I was, I really mourned that loss of like some solid regrouping time for me, um, to just kind of like, like do some things that I really needed to do or take a nap if I needed to. And so I kind of, I mourned that loss of that time, but through this all, I also have really, I've I've gained some tools that have really made quiet time so great for both of us. Um, and so first of all, I think one of the best things that can be done with quiet time to start off a good quiet time is starting it with like a really good, uh, like mental approach to it, like with your kid of saying like, Hey, this is a really cool time. Kind of like prepping them that this is a really great time that you, I actually don't call it, call it quiet time anymore. I call it special Emmett time. That's the name of my oldest. And I kind of phrase it in a way that it's like, this is really cool time where you get to do like all of these things in your playroom. You get to play with your toys. Um, and mommy also has special mommy, mommy time. And then afterwards we get back together, but I kind of prep it as like a really wonderful, positive thing for both of us. It's not like, okay, I need a break from you and you need a break. Like I, I try to approach it in a really positive way. Although I have been there where it's like, just for all you mamas out there that have felt this, I have been there where it's like, okay, seriously though, like, please just stay in there, like stay in this room for a little bit so I can just have a moment. Um, but if, I think if you can prep it from the beginning of like being a really positive thing, that's super helpful. Um, my next tip is I call it filling the cup. And so what I mean by that is when we, I try to spend, so this is how kind of things go for me. I'll lay my younger little, little guy down. He'll go down for a nap. And then I take some solid time to be specifically with Emmett. And we do whatever, whether that's reading books and we'll read a bunch. I'll let him pick whatever books he wants. We'll read as many books as he wants. Sometimes it's just me playing with him for a good solid amount of quality time. And it's whatever he wants to do. So if that's coloring or we're playing with like his toys together, or maybe we're running around and playing tag when it's warm outside, we're like jumping on the tramp together, whatever that might look like, I call it filling the cup. So it's kind of like beforehand, I'm like, filling his little cup up of like mama love and attention that's not half-hearted but like fully focused on him because I'll be honest like on the other parts of the day I am like you know I'm cleaning up breakfast or I'm putting things together or we're driving to go somewhere and so I call this like really quality time that I'm spending with him so I'm kind of filling up his cup so that while he is in quiet time like he's got a full cup of mommy love and attention going in and that has made a huge difference like if I just try to jump right into quiet quiet time or special Emmett time without having put in that time in the front end, then I do notice like he, he's ready for it to be done way sooner. He comes to me a lot more. There's a lot more interruptions. Cause I feel like he hasn't, I don't know if he quite has gotten his like fill of mommy love and attention. So that's a big one is filling the cup at the beginning. The next one that my friend, Adrian, shout out to Adrian. Um, she told me about a visual timer that she used with, used with her little girl. And this thing has been a game changer. I'm not usually one to be like, oh yeah, like you must buy this. But if you have something like this, you can get them on Amazon. I'll put a link in our email like for this episode so that you can, I'll put a link for the one that I use. 
but you could find, I mean, I think there's probably many, many options that you could find online. Um, and it's just a visual timer so that they can see like mine is a dinosaur one. So when I turn it for the full hour, it's green and they can visually see that, you know, as the hour progresses, the green kind of goes away on this dial. There's also on mine, there's like little dinosaur things, you know, there's like an egg and a volcano and different kinds of dinosaurs. So for that full hour, he, what really helps, I think for him is to be able to know like, oh, I actually know that there is an end to this. So I can kind of relax into it. Like I don't have to, cause he used to before he, sometimes he'd come to me and be like, is it over yet? Like, can I, can we get together? You know, like, is it time for me to come out or whatever? And I think it was because he didn't really have an idea. Like he had no idea when it was going to be over. I was like, is this going to last forever? But, um, once I got the timer that this seriously, and again, I, I, this may not work for every child, but for mine, it was a huge game changer because then I think he was really able to like relax into the play. Cause he kind of knew like, Oh yeah, the time, like the timer goes on. And when it comes off, then I know that the play is over. One recommendation that I would make with the visual timer is getting one that doesn't, or at least that doesn't make noise, or at least you have the option to turn off the beeping sound at the end. Because what I've noticed is usually what will happen is, uh, my kid will just get really into his own imaginary play and he gets kind of lost in it. And then when that timer goes off, if it does beep, it kind of takes them out, like shakes them out of what they were doing. And then he'll come over and be like, Hey, the timer went off. But if the green just goes away and it doesn't beep or anything at the end, then he'll just kind of, he'll keep playing for a while because he's already in the mode and he's loving it and he's having so much fun. And then, you know, eventually he'll look at the timer and be like, oh, wait, like it's over. And then he'll come up. And um, so that's just one recommendation that I make is that I would say is to maybe get one that doesn't make a beeping sound or that you can at least turn off the beeping sound, that it just shows the visual. Um, The next tool or tip that I will say is creating a rhythm or a habit so that your kid kind of knows what to expect. So, so with that, like, as I mentioned before, beforehand, it's like, you know, we usually have lunch, then I lay my two-year-old down and then, um, and then me and Emmett will, like I said, I'll kind of fill the cup. We'll do our play time, our quality time. And then we do special Emmett time and that will last. And then usually after special Emmett time, we have a snack. That's just like how it falls in the rhythm of our day is there's like an afternoon snack. So it's kind of fun. Cause then he knows afterwards, he kind of has something um, to look forward to, which leads me to my next tip, which is having something fun to look forward to after, which can be really fun. Cause then it's like, Oh yeah. Like when I'm done with special Emmett time, then me and mommy have a snack together and we'll go throughout our day. And sometimes like after snack time, I'll even have, I don't do this every day, but it's something that you can do is like, then I have a special activity that we do together. Like maybe I do, you know, I do do like a little painting project with him. Or sometimes by that time, it's time for me to make dinner. Um, and he loves helping me make dinner. So again, that's just this other connecting time that we get to do together. So he like, it's something that he really gets to look forward to. Um, and so with these things, I will say like, these are some big tips that have been so useful and helpful for me to really make quiet time be successful because it is like, I feel like for me, it's so crucial to be able to have some regrouping time for you as the caregiver during the day and to be able to have a little bit. And something to maybe note is if you, if you haven't done any sort of quiet time before, like you probably won't want to start out with like an hour. Maybe you start at like 20 to 30 minutes. And so just so they kind of like get into the swing of it, like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Like maybe start with that as part of the rhythm of your day. Maybe you start smaller and then maybe you work up to like bigger times. And I will also say 
when it's a younger child, younger than four, it might have to, you know, it might look like less time than that, that you're kind of like creating this space for this. Um, Terilyn said it once that it's like, you're kind of building a muscle. So it's like when you're helping your kids like learn to play independently and learn to do these things, it's kind of like they're exercising a muscle that it's like, oh yeah, like I don't need mom to do this or help me with all of this stuff. You're kind of like letting them work into it and they're kind of building up the muscle and you're building up the space for it. Um, the last thing that I will just say that I think has also helped me with quiet time and making quiet time, making the most out of quiet time for myself is that your kids actually love to do all the things that you do, like that you would call chores or work. They actually really love doing it with you, like sweeping, vacuuming, cleaning the bathrooms, like making dinner, all the things that are just kind of part of your regular day of taking care of the house. I think sometimes as parents, we think like, oh, this is, Sometimes it's like, oh, well, this is like a separate time that I can do like while they're napping or while they're playing by themselves. I'm going to get all these things done. But the cool thing is, is that if we actually use some of those working tasks and our kids want to be with us and we kind of invite them to be with us during it, that's quality time of things that we already were going to be getting done and that now our kid gets to do it with us. So they like, they think it's actually really fun. They find it as like a really great connection time. And we're also getting things done that we need to. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a separate thing. Because then when we kind of use those other times when our kids are awake and they're just with us, following us around, helping us clean the windows or whatever, they see it as quality connection time. We are also getting things done that we need to. And then when the time comes for us to, like when you do want to implement that quiet time, I actually, I try not to use, I've learned, I try not to use that quiet time for just like, a bunch of things that I need to get done around the house because I try to do those time, do those things also when my kids are just with me because they love to do it with me. They think it's so fun. And so I try to at least take some of the quiet time to really do something that's going to refuel me. So if that's a nap, like if I haven't slept well the night before for whatever reason, like take a nap. If it's some meditation, if you want to take five minutes, do some breathing, great. If you feel like it would refuel you to like sit down and just read a book for a minute, like do that because I do, I have noticed that if I take that time to really refuel myself, not just to keep going and work and do all the other millions of tasks that you have. And let's be honest, probably will always have because it's kind of a never ending list. Um, It's hard to feel refueled and rejuvenated coming back from that quiet time or regrouping time. So really use it to like actually refuel because for me, I've noticed like I am a better mom when I just have a, some time to regroup and refuel, whether that's resting or yeah, reading or whatever it may be. Maybe you want to pull out a sketchbook. Maybe you're good at drawing. Maybe you want, you want some time to do writing. Maybe you have a hobby that you want to keep doing. Like Take some of that quiet time instead of just doing it to do a million other things that you need to do. Take at least some of that time to really like put it back into yourself so that you don't deplete because they're long days with kids and they're so fun and it's so wonderful, but it's important to realize that when we do take some breaks and we're able to refuel ourselves, we are better moms and dads as the day continues when we take those breaks. So those are some tips and tools for me about how to have a successful quiet time, both for you as the caregiver and for your kids. And I hope that some of these tools are helpful for you. I know that they've really, really helped me and I've been able to gain them from both friends giving me ideas and from Terilyn and Felicia and other parents. And um, I really hope that this can benefit you and help you find the magic in your day.
you like what you heard today, please share this with a friend or loved one. This means so much to us and it helps the podcast continue to grow. And if this podcast has meant something to you, there are three things that you can do right now that will help us immensely. The first is to subscribe or follow us. And you can do that by going to our page, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you tap on the upper right-hand corner, there is usually a plus sign or a subscribe button. And just go ahead and tap that and that will allow you to subscribe or follow us, which what this does is make sure that you never miss an episode and it really helps us at Find the Magic. The second thing you can do is share it with a friend. So if you like what you heard, um, send it to somebody or post it on social media. This does a ton to help our podcast continue to grow and for us to be able to make more episodes. And lastly, um, if you've enjoyed being here with us on Find the Magic, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review. Um, We read every single one of those reviews and we appreciate them so much. And we want you guys to know that we feel that you, our listeners, are our friends and we're so grateful. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey. We have loved it. So let's find the magic together. (laughs) (laughs) Brown cows. (laughs) 